blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hey, everybody. Hey there. Hey. Hey. And welcome to episode 62 of SwiftCast. This is Nate. Ashley. Haley. And Steph. Well, we had a very exciting week for our podcast. We were very fortunate about it. Uh, I'm just going to let Ashley talk about it because, I mean, we're all just very excited. I think she's the only one that can get some words together here. So (laughs) (laughs) So I went on Instagram a few days ago on Tuesday. And as you guys know, Taylor has been on there a lot lately, leaving comments and likes on fans' pictures. And I had posted a few pictures from our vacation of all of us, well, minus Nate because it was an all-girls picture and he wasn't there that day. (laughs) No. (laughs) I wrote a caption about how we had so much fun and watch Hill and we're so excited for Taylor's next era and all this stuff. And she commented on it and she said that I was so sweet and our pictures made her day and she can't wait to see us soon. Which is crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was like, no, this is not Taylor Swift. This is like a fake imposter account. Oh, those are the worst. The ones that have, like, Taylor Swift with, like, two of the letters switched, so it really looks like it's her. Those are the worst. I get those on Twitter, and I have to check, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I don't follow them, so don't make those accounts. (laughs) But this was actually her, and it was really exciting. And awesome. And I'm super happy for you guys. We, like, couldn't breathe. Like, I was hyperventilating. I, like, almost fell on the floor. Like, it was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you guys have gotten Instagram comments, let us know. She's been doing a lot of them lately. Mm-hmm. And they're so insightful, and she gives great guidance to fans. Yeah, some of them are like really inspirational, and then some of them are just really funny. Like she'll comment on like candid pictures of her, like from the paparazzi and stuff, and they're so funny. <laughs> she seems to like commenting on pictures of people's pets. She does, even dogs. I liked her picture today of Meredith and Olivia. Yeah, it was really cute. Oh yeah. Did you guys actually notice that the chair Meredith was sitting on is the same chair Taylor sat on when she premiered We Were Never Ever Getting Back Together? Whoa. So she's clearly in Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Stuff's about Mm. to happen. (laughs) Gotta love stuff. Don't say that. She said that last year. It took her like two months before anything happened. That's true. That was very annoying. Taylor, please don't do that. Every day until August 13th, I was like, did anything happen? It was really cool though. I have to admit But anyway, we do have a really exciting episode for you guys today, so without further ado, uh, we're going to get started with Keeping Up With Swift. Yay! So much news. So our first update is about The Giver. They had a panel for the movie cast at Comic-Con this past week, and Taylor wasn't there, but Jeff Bridges was there, and he and the producer, Nikki Silver, talked about her. And Jeff Bridges, who has said a lot of really nice things about Taylor already and filming the movie, said... Taylor was so terrific. Being both lovers of music, we talked a lot of music, and we got to pick guitar a little bit between setups and stuff. And she's so sweet and such a good actress. Nikki, the producer, said that the character of Rosemary had been written as a piano player, and one of the executives from the Weinstein Company who produced the movie saw Taylor perform, I assume all too well, on the piano during the Red Tour, and that made them think that she was perfect for the part. I remember hearing that way back when they first started talking about it. Mm -hmm. So she said, during filming, Taylor had this youthful exuberance of the character and she added musical insight. It's always fascinating to me that we wrote the character as a Taylor character before we ever thought of casting Taylor in that role. It was made for her. Absolutely. It was fate. So our next bit of news is about there are some new Keds videos out. If you guys haven't seen them, some new videos were released from Keds, Teen Vogue, and the Nordstrom event in May. So if you haven't watched them, definitely watch them. They're, they're pretty cool. Some of the highlights include Taylor talking about how her style icons like Audrey Hepburn wore Keds. She talks about how she doesn't look good in trousers or slacks, which we all know is probably a lie. But... Uh, <laughs> She is embarrassed if you guys remember that picture of her back from, I think she was, she was like, what, 11 or 10 or 11 or something like that. Probably. And she was wearing cornrows in her, her school picture. She said she is kind of embarrassed about that. I thought she was cute. For a young, a young kid. I mean, it's a, it's a cute look. It's not something to be embarrassed about, I guess, but I don't know. Oh, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> she talks about her corset phase. She talks about her concern about being hit by tidal waves. Like, really, like... <laughs> These videos are great. They have a lot of stuff in them. They're really very entertaining. So, 
That's interesting what she said about how she thinks she doesn't look good in trousers or slacks because I'm thinking and I feel like you really don't see her in just like pants very much. Mm -hmm. She distinguished pants from trousers and slacks. She said, I can wear pants, but I can't wear trousers or slacks. And I was like, aren't they kind of the same? To me, they are. I feel like you don't even really see her wearing jeans that much, though. No. Jean shorts sometimes, but not jeans. It's usually in the fall when we see the jeans, and only very, like, rare. Yeah, usually she'll have leggings or, like, dresses with tights or stuff like that. Or sometimes she'll wear the colored jeans that aren't your typical denim. The main thing that came to mind of any time recently was just the red pants that she wore in the first couple of months of tour before she switched to shorts. Yeah, she got rid of those pretty quick. (laughs) Well, it got really warm out, and she was playing a lot of outdoor shows. Mm Mm-hmm. She looks good, though. She can wear anything. Just stop. Yeah, she can wear a garbage bag. (laughs) One of the really funny things in the video was when she talked about how Meredith hugged a vase of flowers for three hours. (laughs) (laughs) The interviewer was like, okay, I'm going to send her flowers. And Taylor said, make sure it's in a vase. So now I want to send Meredith a vase of flowers. (laughs) Taylor said she took a video of this, and so now I just really want her to tweet it. She should. What's holding her back? Now, that was pre-Olivia, so I don't know. Maybe Meredith doesn't like vases anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to that picture she posted of the two of them today, I totally agree with her caption that she said, I feel like I just interrupted a very important conversation. (laughs) They were both looking at her like, what, mom? What do you want? We're busy. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, this is our room. This isn't your room. I'd like to think that they're warming up to each other. Mm. It looks to me like they are. I was also wondering, so to my knowledge, the web chat when she was in that living room was her parents' house. So if she was at her parents' house today, I'm pretty sure they have dogs there. Mm-hmm. Right. I was going to say that when she's commenting on people's pictures of dogs. I was going to ask that. I, I thought her parents had a bunch of dogs. They do. Or a couple dogs. Or at least they did. I'm not sure if they still do. But if they do, I would love to see the cats and the dogs just like having that <laughs> with each other. We need videos of all that. <laughs> so many things I wonder about. Our next bit of news is Taylor is nominated for three Teen Choice Awards, the Female Artist, Female Country Artist, and Choice Smile. And voting can be done at teenchoiceawards.com. The show will air live on August 10th at 8 p.m. on Fox. Well, another piece of really exciting news dealing with Taylor's schedule that was just released this past week, Taylor is going to return to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. And I'm having an emotional breakdown over it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) When it was announced, I was definitely having an emotional breakdown about it. She's actually going to appear on Friday, September 19th at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. The other performers that night include Coldplay, Nicki Minaj, Steve Aoki, Zach Brown Band, Usher, Bastille, Ariana Grande, and Motley Crue. And then on Saturday, the 20th, the following people will perform. One Direction, Izzy Azalea, Train, Paramore, Calvin Harris, Eric Church, Lord, and Ed Sheeran. Yay! So basically every other decent artist is on the other day. (laughs) Yeah, I love Saturdays way more. I mean, except for Taylor, obviously. Well, it's like so rude because they know that they could put Taylor with like, you know, literally unknown names and people would stall it out because it's of Taylor. Mm -hmm. Exactly. When she performed there in 2012, I literally had to move mountains in order to get there. And I was so stressed out for like two whole months and did not manage to get a ticket until two days before I flew to Vegas. So last year, I was like super relieved that she wasn't playing there and I didn't have to think about it. And now I'm just like, great. The things I do for her. (laughs) Well, yeah, a lot of us tried to get tickets and they sold out within probably a millisecond. It was insane. Probably a bunch of ticket websites buying them all up. Yeah, so if you guys got tickets, let us know. We want to know who's going. I still have a little bit of hope that maybe I could go, but it's quickly dimming because I just don't think I'm going to get tickets at a reasonable price. Now, with Ed Sheeran and like pretty much all of Taylor's friends, Paramore, Train, Lord, all performing on the next day, I really feel like one or two of them at least have to show up on Friday for a collaboration with her. I did hear that there will be collaborations between the acts, although I was thinking Mm -hmm. if she would do one with somebody who's actually performing on Friday, maybe it would be Coldplay, which would be really cool. 
That would be cool. And maybe she would stick around and come back out on Saturday to one of the others. Yeah. And if they listed these in order, then Taylor is actually opening the show and Ed is closing the show, which I think <laughs> would be pretty awesome. I don't think it is in order because last time I think the order totally changed. They posted the actual order the week of the show or something. Oh, okay. And I was really upset because it felt very anticlimactic to have Taylor just in the middle of the lineup. I was like, she either needs to be first or last. Exactly. I bet they'll put her last. That's what I thought last time, but they didn't. One of the reasons why Taylor's performance is going to be so anticipated this year is because she's set to debut new songs at the show. Now, we don't know, and I don't think this is what's going to happen, not to panic people. We've been panicking for six months. It's okay. Panic us. I guess it's possible she could just debut the lead single there, but I really don't think that's going to happen. I think we'll have the new single before then, and then she'll do what she usually does and release more on iTunes from the album before the album's actually released. So maybe she would perform a new one and then release it on iTunes right after. What do you guys think? Well, so last time, We Are Never Getting Back Together came out, obviously, August 13th. So iHeart was a month later. And in that show, she did all old songs and then ended with We Are Never, and that was it. And then the day after, or two days after, so her show was on Saturday, and starting on Monday was the series of Every Week on GMA where they premiered the new song. So I don't know if she's going to do that GMA series again, but it would be like the perfect time with the timing of the album to start putting out a new song every week. Especially because we think the album will be released on Monday, October 13th. I will be shocked if it's on any other day. She always does Mondays. She always does October. It happens to be the 13th. I just don't think she's not going to do that. Well, if you were like us and you couldn't get tickets and you're just going to watch it on TV, the show does air live and it's usually on the CW channel. So we'll give you more information as it becomes available. But one other thing is, hopefully you all heard this too, but on the radio when they're advertising for this, they say, with the iconic and legendary <laughs> Taylor Swift. It's so accurate. They've got her music playing in the background, and it just gives me goosebumps every time. Iconic <laughs> and legendary. It's so true, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's an awesome ad. I hope you all hear it. <laughs> it's five albums in, and she's definitely at iconic status. And legendary. And legendary. Can there just be a tour shirt that says that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll make one. The iconic and legendary <laughs> Taylor Swift. And I feel like it could have the picture of her, like, from the lucky one on the red tour, you know, with the there red carpet, all the stuff around her. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would work. Yes. <laughs> well, also, besides for watching it on TV, I know last year it was streamed live online on the days that it was actually going on. Right. That's how I watched it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have to wait for the TV broadcast. You can just watch mm -hmm. it online that night. Right. And international Swifties can just watch online, too. Hopefully. In 2012, the surprise guest was Psy doing Gangnam Style. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't remember that. It was on the Friday night. It wasn't Taylor's night. On the night that Taylor performed, the surprise guest was Prince. Oh, you know what? I stayed up until three in the morning that night watching it. And as soon as she was done, I went to bed. Yeah, as soon as she was done, we left the concert. <laughs> <laughs> all the good people were on before her and i think after her was some like techno act maybe it was calvin harris i don't remember but we got to see brad paisley and pink before her so we felt like that was good enough so for our last bit of news this week i'm just going to talk a little bit about how taylor spent the week in new york city and uh, she spotted several times going to the gym and also hanging out with carly kloss she was also spotted interviewing with a reporter for the rolling stone uh, in central park and there's a funny story with that. Oh my god, I love this. Yeah, I thought this was the craziest thing. So a fan rode her boat up to Taylor, like, mid-interview, and Taylor just, like, took it all in stride. Her, the reporter, the security guard, they helped the fan off of this boat. They took a picture with her, and then the, the fan told Taylor how it was her birthday. So Taylor asked her, you know, about her plans and stuff for her birthday, and she said she planned on going to Chipotle to eat. So... Taylor, generous person that she is, just reaches into her purse and gives the fan $90 to, and I quote, get something nice to eat. So I thought that was like the craziest thing ever. Like, could you even imagine? Like... Okay, I have several comments. One, I feel like she gave her $90 to like send her on her way. 
Yeah, it, that might have been it. Like, like, let me finish my interview now. <laughs> Here's $90. Okay, you're good. Two, I find it really funny. I didn't know the part about that she said she's going to Chipotle, that Taylor considers Chipotle not somewhere nice to eat. <laughs> well, maybe that was the thing. Maybe she told her Chipotle and Taylor's like, oh, well, why don't, why don't you go somewhere else nice to eat? <laughs> yeah, that's well, what I was thinking. You know, it's your birthday. You should go something special. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just went to Chipotle. I guess that's not somewhere nice. Mm -hmm. I should stop going. <laughs> but hey, maybe they really like Chipotle. Who's to say that their their favorite thing in the world isn't Chipotle? <laughs> My thought was, if Taylor Swift gave me $90, I would never spend it. I saw someone on Twitter saying that the girl said she wouldn't spend it. If I did, I would only spend it on something Taylor-related, and I would document it and make a video for her. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, I have your $90. <laughs> I'd be like, here, Taylor, can you take your $90 back? And can this just buy me a spot in Club Red on the next tour? Thank you. That's all I want <laughs> for my birthday. If you bought a cat with that $90, I bet you would get more response. I bet you would respond to it. I just like, I'm so amazed that that actually worked out for that person. I feel like her security can be really brutal sometimes. Right. No, that's crazy. Right. Exactly. And I was a little confused as to where this interview was taking place because they were like in a boathouse in the middle of the water. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I've only been like on the outskirts of Central Park. I've never been actually in. Well, my birthday's in a couple weeks, so I should probably start learning how to boat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when I read about this, I just kept getting like stuck in my head, row, row, row your boat swiftly down the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, there's going to be people in, like, boat costumes next tour. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess someone... Where did that video come from? Because there was a video of it. Was that from the paparazzi? Probably. I can't remember, but the video clearly shows Taylor getting in her purse and handing her money. Yeah, but no, what I was going to say was when I watched the video, what really was like, oh my god, was all of the paparazzi that were, like, crouching in the bushes. I know it's bad there, and I know they follow her around all the time, but oh my god, they look like a pack of animals ready to pounce on her. They do. There was a picture of Taylor with a reporter, and there was just a line of people following them. Like, a parade. like a parade. Yeah, just the Daily Swift parade. <laughs> but she handles it so well. When I see these videos in my head, I'm just thinking, how can you not get mad or just irritated with all of that? And... With one fan, she said, hey, there's a lot of people following us. Just walk with me and we'll get a picture. I was like, that is amazing. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You have to also think about the fact that, one, she chose to live in New York, obviously already knowing how bad it would be with the paparazzi. Mm -hmm. And two, she chose to have this interview out in Central Park when they could have gone a million more private places. She did look flawless, so maybe she just wanted to be like, I look flawless <laughs> again today. You guys can follow me. <laughs> Another cool story that I heard from that day is this one fan had a Speak Now shirt on and she saw the fan. He didn't even approach her. She went right up to him and said, oh, you know, thanks so much for wearing my shirt. Let's get a picture together. That's really cool. That was, yeah, that was awesome of her. The moral of the story is one, learn how to boat if you don't know already. And two, always wear your old vintage Taylor shirts. <laughs> always. Always. Because, you know, you could wear your Red Tour shirts and she'll recognize it. But I feel like she gets really excited when she sees her older shirts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those lucky fans. Well, to wrap things up, a couple more uh, small things. Taylor was also spotted donating money to a street performer, a musician in Central Park. So that was pretty cool. I have something to add about him, too. I don't know if many people saw, but I saw this picture today that was like zoomed in and the guy, besides that he was playing her songs, was wearing a t-shirt with pictures of cats that said cat yoga on it. I saw that. <laughs> I feel like that had to have contributed to her decision. I agree. She probably was noticed the shirt before she noticed that he was playing her songs. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, I'm sure you guys know because Taylor tweeted about it, but this weekend, this past weekend, Taylor uh, hung out with Abigail in Nashville. So, yay. yay. That was cool. I'm glad they're still friends. Makes me so happy. Their picture was so cute. It looked like they were in matching outfits. They did. Just climbing trees. That about wraps up our Taylor news for the week. And now we're going to move on to our mini segments. Yes, and our first one comes from Taylor Charts. Staying up late because voting for Taylor is obviously more important than sleeping. Swifty problems. <laughs> 
Our next one comes from Ashley at Ashley <laughs> underscore nine seven one three. And Ashley's problem this week is forever trying to analyze every word of Taylor's comment to me. It's, it's still an ongoing problem. <laughs> what does she mean by soon? <laughs> I hope to see you soon. Well, no, it was just the fact that she said your pictures, plural. Like, what pictures hmm, did she pictures. see? Like, did she go through my whole Instagram? Has she, like, what? Like, I don't even, I, I can't, I can't even think about it. It's so overwhelming. The possibilities are unfathomable. Well, because in my Instagram bio, my profile picture is, of course, my picture from when I met Taylor. And then my bio mm-hmm. says that I gave her a Law & Order Swift unit shirt and she said it would be her daily uniform. So if she glanced mm-hmm. at my page, that would probably be what she saw. So maybe she remembered me. I bet she did. Obviously, she wouldn't remember like me personally, but I think she would remember that gift and that conversation. Because I just sure. that was why yeah. I gave it to her. I just felt like it would be something so unique that she would remember that if I ever saw her again, she would remember about it. So I don't know. Maybe she saw all of our vacation pictures, including some of the ones with Nate. That would be cool. Though, then again, I mean, I can't. She did just like the picture of Jill and I, you know, two weeks ago. So really, she, I'm she just very loves happy. our vacation pictures. We did a good job. She does. <laughs> Haley, our professional photographer, made it happen. You're welcome. (laughs) Also Jill's mom. (laughs) Yeah, and Denise. (laughs) Well, in the particular picture that Taylor commented on, too, like, we're sitting in Jill's living room, and she has a bunch of cats at her house, so they have these, like, scratching post towers that they climb, and there's this huge cat tower behind us, and I just really wonder if Taylor noticed it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope she did. So our next Swifty problem comes from at the keys to me, and they said, my phone just tried to correct Swifties to Swiftlets. This is not okay. Swiftlets? <laughs> I don't even know how it would come up with that, but it's kind of a cute word. Like mini Swifties. Yeah, like baby Swifties. I think I'm going to start using that in conversation. Thanks for that. <laughs> should add that to our Taylor Dictionary. Swiftlets. I like it. <laughs> well, there you go, the keys to me. You just created a new word. Swifty solution. Bam. Our next one comes from Electra Allison. My phone is overflowing of Taylor pictures. Swifty problems. Isn't this everybody's problem? <laughs> yep. Mine isn't my phone. It's my computer. My camera roll on my iPhone is like 75% Taylor pictures, like 25% pictures of me. <laughs> I always save them and then I feel bad if I ever even think about deleting them. Yeah, you just can't. You just can't. Sometimes when I'm trying to show a random person a photo of my dog, <laughs> and I'm scrolling Taylor, through, Taylor, Taylor. <laughs> in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh gosh, I hope a picture of Taylor doesn't show up, or this person's going to be like, why do you have 500 pictures of Taylor in your phone? <laughs> so our next one comes from at Emily underscore Taylor with four R's. When someone says that they don't like TS, I want to cry and punch them in the face at the same time. Hashtag oops. Hashtag Swifty problems. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Minus the crying part because that's not, that's not very manly. (laughs) But next you get to do the fashion segment, which is pretty manly. So nice. Nice. You've gotten so good at it too. Jumpers and rompers (laughs) and... (laughs) <laughs> well, our last one before Nate's favorite segment. I love is this from... username. <laughs> it's my favorite by far. That's pretty funny. The username is at I don't give a swift, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. What if that one private number you ignored just happened to be Taylor's phone number? Hashtag what ifs, hashtag swifty problems. Don't tell me that. <laughs> Hopefully she leaves a voicemail. All right, so that's it for our mini-segments this week. If you guys want to submit to any of our mini-segments, you can find out a little bit more about them on our website, whether it be Swifty Problems or Red to Our Memories or, or anything like that. So um, and then you can submit them to us. Without further ado, my favorite segment of the entire show, the fashion segment. So excited. We should just rename this Nate's favorite segment. Just Nate's favorite segment, parentheses fashion. <laughs> <laughs> This week on Taylor Swift Fashion Week, we have on July 21st, Taylor wore a black and white shirt and short combo, and her black shorts were J-brand 
and they're called Dita High Rise Shorts in the color Shadow, but they are sold out. And with them, she wore a Free People black patent pork pie hat, which was very cute, which was $58. And she also wore Rag and Bone black Miles boots for $550. And she carried her black Dolce & Gabbana large Agagta shoulder bag, which is no longer available, which is probably good because who knows how expensive that probably is. You know, I almost bought myself a black patent pork pie hat just the other week. (laughs) Was this the outfit she was wearing when she took the picture with the angel wings or no? No. It was very similar. She had two similar outfits this week. But anyway, that hat and her hairstyle of her hair kind of being like put up under the hat really reminded me of the hairstyle that she wears on one of the Red Tour t-shirts on the white one. Oh, yeah, it does. I was like, you look exactly like the shirt. (laughs) My insightful commentary. (laughs) our next one was on july 22nd taylor wore an s necklace to celebrate selena gomez's 22nd birthday it was a lulu frost plaza letter s necklace which is 375 dollars she wore a mint green sleeveless reformation quinora dress in lovely day which is $198, which is currently sold out. And she paired the dress with a pink Christian Louis Vuitton Lady Peep pumps, which were my favorite. Oh, yeah. They were great. Mine too. For $945. Oh. Not in my budget. <laughs> and she paired it with her Todd Stella tote, which is, of course, no longer available. I'm just still hung up on this S necklace. I wish it wasn't so much money. I really like it. It would be perfect for me. Oh, yeah, it would. Swift. Steph. <laughs> It's true. Did we ever talk about on the episode, um, Ashley, about your 13 necklace? Well, that was what I was just about to say, is that I was able to justify buying that one, because that one was only about $100, the 13 necklace that Taylor wore several months ago. Well, she had the gold one, which was more money, but I got it in silver, and it was shipped to me all the way from the jewelry store in the UK, so that was pretty cool, and I love it. And I would love to get this one, but I really can't justify a $375 necklace. It's a lot. But for me, it wouldn't even make sense. I would just be wearing an S and people would be asking me why and I would have no explanation that did it make me sound insane. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell them as a family heirloom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. People can't really challenge that. Mm -hmm. No. Well, anyway, next on July 24th during the Rolling Stone interview, Taylor wore a black and white skirt and crop top combo. Combo. (laughs) Combo. (laughs) She wore the Alice and Olivia Eleanor crop top, uh, which is a regular price, $187, but it is on sale for $56.10, which is like a, what's that, it's like a 60% discount. Yeah, that's, that's a good deal. So uh, more than that, like 70 something. Anyway, so Alice and Olivia Davis pleated tweed skirt was the pair in that combo, and that is $110. And uh, she also carried a yellow, is it Dolce & Gabbana? Gabbana. Gabbana, Dolce & Gabbana bag, which again is no longer available. But there is a similar one called the Dolce & Gabbana Linda Tote, which retails for $1,345. That's all. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I really like that bag, too. It's a cute bag. I really like the whole crop top outfit, but it's one of those things that Taylor is one of the few people that can pull it off. She also wore a pink Christian Louboutin, Louboutin? Louboutin. Louboutin. New Declic suede pump. I think that's a shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Which were $745, only available in black. But she also debuted a new full bang look. It was a fashionable day for Taylor. Yeah, I was a little bit over the bangs, but eh, I like them. Her hair also looked a little bit darker to me. Yeah, I was confused what was going on because a couple days later when she had the picture with Abigail yesterday, her hair looked back to what it's been. Mm -hmm. It did. Yeah, I'm confused. Might have just been the lighting or the cameras or could be a lot of things. Yeah, hopefully we'll see her out and about this week. But one thing that Ashley was mentioned is that Taylor's been wearing a lot of black and white, so... I don't know if that means the album's going to be black and white. She gives these weird mm. clues. Like, I just don't know. It's There's a lot of black and white. And then it turns out that none of them are clues at all. <laughs> <laughs> and what was clues will be stuff nobody thought of at all. We're going to be kicking ourselves in like a month. But she's been wearing pink. So, of course, everybody's probably thinking that means it's going to be about roses. Mm. There can be pink roses. I will be happy with whatever color it is. I would just like to know what color to start shopping for so I can, like, start getting ready. For the tour, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nate, you're probably really hoping it's pink. 
I always wanted to buy the pink Like Ever tee, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally wear that to one of the tours if it was pink. <laughs> well, for the 2015 calendar, Taylor wore a multicolored wavy striped shirt, and that is from Eva Franco. It's called the Behave Sweater, and it is $135. For the Keds fall campaign that Taylor did her photo shoot for recently, she wore an Argyle sweater, which is called the Line Kensington Argyle Cashmere Sweater. It was $97, but it is now sold out. The next one is the black dress that Taylor wore when she saw Bullets Over Broadway in March is on sale, and it's a Zach by Zach Posen Fit and Flare Point Tail Dress, which was originally $425, and it's now $169. I know what fit and flair is. Yeah, we taught you that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I know. That's so crazy. You're so excited now that you know what we're talking about, huh? I do. Still about 10% of what we're talking about, but I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, big thanks to uh, tastewhipstyle.com for tracking down all these outfits. And if you guys want to see more outfits, you can visit her site, and she has a ton more information on there. So now we're going to be moving on to our main discussion, which is just our, mostly our speculations and your guys' speculations and things you want to hear from her next tour, basically. So we threw out the scenario. Uh, we said that Taylor's tour is probably going to have around 17 songs, somewhere around there, which won't include maybe covers or wildcard songs or, you know, what have you. But there's a good chance that at least five of these songs are probably going to be from her past albums and roughly like 12 from album five. So we asked you guys which five old songs would you pick for this next tour we got a lot of responses i'm gonna go ahead with the first one here our first one comes from at swift mtl 13 on twitter and they say they would love to hear sparks fly fearless long live red and enchanted and they said it's unrealistic but it would be their dream come true those are some good ones those are some good ones, yeah. It's sad how with every tour that progresses, there's less and less room for so many great songs. Right, I know. I feel like at this point, she just needs to have like a greatest hits tour. <laughs> she should do that in between her albums, just greatest hits tour. Yeah. So we can just be touring all the time. She definitely <laughs> has enough material for a greatest hits album already. She really does. Mm -hmm. It could just be called the iconic and legendary Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one is from at a underscore MCC 13, who selected Red, Tim McGraw, Fearless, All Too Well, and Holy Ground. So this was a really good list. I thought of this for my own list, and I had All Too Well and Holy Ground both on there. I would have All Too Well, Holy Ground, and Tim McGraw on mine. Hmm. Well, I say this, but I haven't thought through all the songs yet, so by the time I got done thinking about it, I would just be confused and upset. <laughs> Our next one is from at Jim Swifty, and they said their choices would be Mean, 15, Sweeter Than Fiction, Holy Ground, and Sparks Fly. I would like to see the Sweeter Than Fiction. Yeah, I mean, that's never been done, so that would be awesome to it's see. It's crazy to me that she's never performed it. At all. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Maybe she'll do that at iHeart. She won't. No. No, I'm pretty not. I really just want to see it performed one day because almost every song has been performed at least one time somewhere. I know it's going to be like an out of left field wild card song at one of her shows and we're all just going to be floored when she starts singing it. I know that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but I really thought that would have happened in the UK or in mm -hmm. Australia. Or... Right, no, I'm, I'm really surprised she didn't at all. Yeah, right? it would be so amazing acoustic. Can you imagine it? Yeah, that would be awesome. She obviously likes it because she used it in her vlog and whatnot, so mm -hmm. I don't know. We really need that performance. I remember when she was taking those dance classes in L.A., and I thought she was going to do a performance of it, like, at the Golden Globes or something, and actually dance, but that never happened. As usual, we are so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. Our next one comes from Elaine1350, and she wants Teardrops on My Guitar, You Belong With Me, Ours, Holy Ground, and Long Live. Long live would be great. Mm -hmm. I would like to see ours again. I really like that. Oh, yeah. Me too. Our next one comes from at simple and clean underscore. And their list is come in with the rain. All too well. Our song. Enchanted and long live. Come in with the rain. That's interesting. I'm really glad they included our song. We haven't heard that one enough. Mm. Well, I was gonna say actually, all five of mine would be our song. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> she could just have a whole tour of just repeatedly singing our song. I'd be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I love our song. 
I do too. I'm just still bitter. I do actually. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I feel like robbed of a better song on all the nights that she sang it. <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised she did it in Nashville. I was very surprised, I have to say. Well, our next one is from at like I'm 22. Love story, sparks fly, red, you belong with me, and all too well. Solid choices. A lot of people, almost everybody is saying all too well. And unfortunately, I just don't see that being included. I don't either. I think we might never hear it again, which really upsets me. Very rarely, I think, if at all. Well, our next one is from Mary Swifty 12 and she said, If it was me, I would choose Tim McGraw, Love Story, You Belong With Me, Ours, and The Moment I Knew. But I think Taylor will choose Love Story, You Belong With Me, Mean, I Knew You Were Trouble, and We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. Unfortunately, I think she might be right. She spot on chose everything that I think. Right. Those are hands down Taylor's biggest hits across all albums, I feel like. As much as she might like her other songs, she just feels an obligation to play these. Mm -hmm. Any artist really kind of has to, almost. You have probably 50% of the people or more at at each concert who really only knows the hits, so... And you want something everybody you know is definitely going to sing along to. Mm -hmm. Well, our next one comes from L1NE13. My guess, Tim McGraw, Fearless, our song, Mean, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. And then she goes, yeah, personally, I'd rather have Beginning Again instead. Yeah, it's really interesting how obviously they were big songs, but songs like We're Never Ever Getting Back Together and I Knew You Were Trouble are not on really anyone's list, but they expect it. It's because I feel like those are the songs that because they're played so much on the radio, we've, you know, we've gotten enough of them. Like, not like we're sick of them, but like, you know, we just want something different. Mm -hmm. I think also a lot of these songs that people want are just underrated. And we actually had a whole episode dedicated to underrated songs. So you should look it up and listen to it. Episode 55 from June 4th. All right. So our next one comes from Matt Ariadna Garcia, 16. Their list is Long Live, Our Song, Sparks Fly, Enchanted, and Haunted. Haunted would be cool. I would love to hear Haunted again. Long Live keeps coming up a lot. It does. Long Live is on my list too, personally. I'd love to see that. I've never seen it live. That's why I'd want to see it. Our next one is from at Anthalassar, and they selected Love Story, You Belong With Me, Mean, and then she wrote, I think she will always sing those three songs. And then she also wrote in for All Too Well and Our Song. I definitely agree. Those three songs, along with We Are Never Ever, I think will always be in there. Mm-hmm. Our next one is from at Red Thirteen Taylor One, and they said, "You belong with me." Enchanted love story, all too well. We are never ever getting back together. Enchanted is coming up a lot too. I'd love to see that again too. It's interesting because obviously, even by the time of the Red Tour, she had so many great songs that she couldn't include. So that's obviously how she came to the idea of the Wild Card song. She never really does the same thing twice. And I really wonder if she's going to do the wild card song again or what, because it just must get harder and harder for her to choose every year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she'll actually keep wild card song, mm-hmm. but she definitely said in that um, Wall Street Journal. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> That they're looking ways to surprise their audience and how she wants to make it so everybody who has already seen her show on YouTube has something to look forward to and something that they don't know what that song is going to be. Right. Obviously, I'm sure she'll continue to have special guests, but that can't be every night. So what is she going to do? I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, our next one is from Desi34 underscore, and she goes, for sure, long live. Just long live. Long live. Hopefully everybody is right about long live. (laughs) Our next one comes from at Katie Halloway, and their list is Enchanted, 15, Come In With The Rain, Long Live, and Cold As You. Come In With The Rain would be cool. I would like to hear that live. Our next one comes from the Polish killer. He wants, come back, be here, change, long live, stay beautiful, and hey, Steven. Hey, Steven is a good one. I like stay beautiful. And stay beautiful, yeah. And change. Change would be really cool. And come back, be here. I was disappointed that um, stay beautiful was never a wild card song. Me too. That's one of my favorites. It's on my list for sure. She did do Hey, Steven that one night, and it didn't really go too well with the crowd. (laughs) I don't know why. That song's amazing. Nobody knew the words. I don't know how. It just doesn't make any sense. Makes me lose faith in humanity. (laughs) Well, our next one is from at speaknowera underscore 13. And they said, I would choose You're Not Sorry, All Too Well, Sweeter Than Fiction, The Moment I Knew, 
if this was a movie, come back, be here. So that was six, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Those were all good choices. I was so disappointed that come back, be here, and the moment I knew never happened either. Yeah, seriously. And she didn't even do Girl at Home, but, you know, for Speak Now, she did. Well, she released ours as a single, and she also sang some of the other ones. I'm pretty sure during the Speak Now tour, she even sang Superman one night. Yeah, she did. Which is another one I would love to hear live. It's so difficult. That was, I believe, the Kansas City show, and I almost went to it, and then I ended up going to the Kentucky show instead, and I was so mad that I didn't get to see that. Did you see anything extra in Kentucky? That was, I think, the first or one of the first shows where she added ours. Oh, well, that was good. I never got to see that. The first show she did ours at was Denver. And then it was uh, Salt Lake. And then she kept it on. Yeah, but that was really cool because in Chicago, which was my first Speak Now show before it, I hadn't seen ours. And I was trying to think of what the wild card song was, but there weren't wild cards on Speak Now. No, just covers, which I also liked, but eh, Taylor's better than covers. Yeah, her cover song that show was something by the artist Dwight Yoakam, who I'd never heard of before at that point, and I didn't really know the song. Since she's iconic and legendary, she should just cover her own songs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Our next one comes from at Kellyanne. Her list is Tim McGraw, Tied Together with a Smile. Back to December, Cold as You, and Innocent. I'm totally with you on Back to December, by the way. That's definitely on my list. I would love Tied Together with a Smile, too. So many people would, yeah. And our last one is from at SparklySwift13. 15, Tim McGraw, All Too Well, Holy Ground, and ours. So, how about you guys? What's on your list? Well, I have six on my list, just like... Speak Now era 13. I already said Long Live. I said Back to December. All Too Well would be awesome. I'm with all those people, which, yeah, probably will never happen. I would love to hear, again, Everything Has Changed, which means Ed Sheeran would have to be back, which would be awesome. So that would be on mine. And then my fifth, sixth slot would be, I'm expecting this one, but I would also like to hear it as I knew you were trouble. But if I had to pick a unique one, then it would definitely be Tim McGraw. It's a good list. Thank you. And I'm fully expecting Ed Sheeran to be back. On this tour. Yeah, he'll probably be there every uh, night. Every night. He doesn't have his own <laughs> tour going on now or anything. It's fine. He can make it's it. It's not going to be the same without him, though, honestly. It really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, Ashley, you had some good predictions on openers. So I can definitely see Ingrid Michaelson being an opener. We know Taylor hung out with her recently. We know that she's a big fan of hers. And, you know, she's well-known, kind of like the level that Ed was at the point of the Red Tour, but not so famous that she couldn't be an opener. And I think Taylor would really enjoy having her out on tour. And then I also thought about Sam Smith, who I had no idea who he was when Taylor brought him out as a guest in London, but he's been gaining some popularity on the radio here, so I think it would be the perfect opportunity and timing. And I also was thinking about how she had Hot Shell Ray out as a special guest before they became an opener during Speak Now for the Australian leg so I can definitely see one of those happening it won't be the same as Ed but I like those options and then for the opener opener I really hope she continues to go with some sort of country act because it's always nice to have still a little bit of country incorporated me too well my list it's a lot of speak now songs I want mine I was thinking about that too Enchanted I loved Enchanted ours of course there's so many maybe Sparks Fly Back to December. She didn't perform that at all, by the way, Back to December. No. She hasn't performed that since Speak Now, I believe. Then maybe some from Red would probably be Begin Again. I want Sad Beautiful Tragic. Probably not going to happen. Or Stay, Stay, Stay. Oh, yeah. I was so sad when that got cut. It's such a happy, fun song. Or 22. One of those two. Oh, I bet 22 will stick around, too. No, actually, I take that back. It might not. I feel like 22 is just as popular as We Are Never in Trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. But if you look at, like, like 15, like, that was very popular, but that really didn't stick around. I think as she gets older and moves through those phases, I think she less wants to play them, I guess. But... Right, she'll be 25 when mm-hmm. she's on tour, so maybe she'll just be over the 22. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I did have it on my list of what I think will actually happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also a very, very good get-the-crowd-up mm-hmm. kind of song. 
then again, though, I also feel like it would be almost for 22 and Trouble difficult to really perform it in a way that was different than how it was already performed. Right. I did love, though, how Trouble was performed. Oh, yeah, me too. I didn't include that song on my list at all, but I really loved the live version. I've been agonizing over in the past few minutes trying to formulate my list, and I think it would have to be Tim McGraw, Holy Ground, All Too Well. Honestly, if she kept those in 22, I would be good. I'm fine with whatever else. It's like, for me, I feel bad because I more feel like I know what I don't want to hear than what I do. (laughs) Yeah, that would be easier. I don't mind that she keeps doing Love Story. I always enjoy it. I would be perfectly fine if I never saw You Belong With Me performed again. Really? Oh. Nate, you weren't at Speak Now or Fearless, so you can't talk. Okay, fair enough. You did see both of those, yeah. The way she opened Fearless, though, was so amazing. Well, yeah, but it'll never be that again. I know, but it gives me a lot of love for that song. That's true. I liked the performance of it that she did on Speak Now, you know, how she used it as her going through the crowd song. I didn't really care for the Motown version of it on the Red Tour. Me either. It's a little different, yeah. I didn't really like it. And then by the time when she got to, like, Australia, when... Was it Australia when she just started doing it acoustic? Yeah. Every night? I was really over it. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but I think she's going to sing it for the rest of her life. (laughs) I know, I do too. I've literally seen it at every single show of hers that I've ever seen. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) You'll survive. I'll survive. (laughs) This was impossible for me too. I think we all have great lists, but I went with Stay Beautiful change mean all too well and holy ground good solid list there are like a million other i would add i think my biggest worry is because in a lot of interviews taylor has said she plays what the fans want to hear which is the more popular songs and so i think it's definitely possible she'll have more than five older songs wait hold on the question is should she play what the fans want to hear or what the swifties want to hear obviously what the swifties want to hear there is a distinction but here's the thing like i've gone to a lot of concerts this summer of people like luke bryan jason aldean zach brown band katie perry where we all went and i don't own a single album from any of those people and i knew every single song and i i don't ever want that to happen i fear that it could happen i don't want it to happen that's true that's interesting yeah it was crazy how i've I spent the money, went to these shows, and I don't actually own any albums, but I knew every song. And Taylor has enough hits that she could do that if she wanted, but I really don't think she will. No, she won't, because we're at the Red Tour or the Mystery Album 5 Tour. She knows that we really want to see that album come to life. Exactly, and I think that's what she likes the most about taking the song that she wrote and putting it on stage as a Mm -hmm. visual for fans to see. So I don't know. It's one of my Swifty fears. (laughs) New hashtag Swifty fears. (laughs) (laughs) I also feel like that's the reason why she has very distinct periods of touring and not touring because there are a lot of artists who are just kind of always continuously on tour. They might have, you know, a month or two off here and there, and then they'll have a new album come out and incorporate some of that. But I'm thinking about, these are all country music examples that I've been thinking of for some reason, but like Keith Urban and Hunter Hayes are pretty much always on tour. And every time you see them or that I've seen them, it's only like a slightly evolved version of the last set list. Mm -hmm. She has her eras. She has a very, at least so far, defined off season and then tour season and she really works to make it entirely new yeah i'm not terribly worried about it i think it'll be okay but i do think it's definitely possible she'll have more than five old songs she might go with like six or seven or something the real solution here is for her to just extend the set list by like an hour yeah just play 30 (laughs) songs taylor we'll be okay with it your vocal cords can handle it (laughs) (laughs) i'm okay with the three hour show Thank you, everybody, who sent us your tour guesses and wishes. We even got a few just a few minutes ago as we were recording that didn't make it into the episode, so we'll try and throw them in next week if we can. And for any of you who didn't tweet us yet but want to tell us all about what you hope will be on the next tour, definitely tweet us at SwiftCast13, or you can email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com, or 
contact us at facebook.com slash the swiftcast or on Taylor Connect, which our username is SwiftCast13. And you should also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on iTunes, and then every time our new episode is out, it will download it automatically for you. All right, so what do you guys think? What will Taylor do in the next week? Dot her I's, cross her T's, put the last little touches on announcing the album and stuff like that, since she's in Nashville. Just all the little stuff that we don't ever think about that she does yeah i think because she's in nashville i'm not saying the album will be announced this week but she's got to be finalizing stuff there's a reason why she's in nashville i just don't know the exact reason i'm ready i'm just waiting (laughs) the struggle is getting so real (laughs) (laughs) well you know what i realized why it's so so difficult this year because we didn't have anything in between you know between Fearless and Speak Now, we had the Platinum album. Between Speak Now and Red, we had the live Speak Now. We've had nothing. Right. It's getting very difficult. <laughs> oh, Taylor. I would say that within the next week, she's going to drop a hint that none of us are going to pick up on at all about the next album. We might be okay, but we're not fine at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think and I hope that we're going to get a video of Olivia and Meredith. And if she wants to include some dogs in there, that'll be all the better. That would be incredible. What kind of dogs do your parents have? I think they have two. Is it labs? I, I'm thinking of labs for some reason. There was a smaller a smaller kind of terrier sort of terrier. dog that her dad had. Okay. Not like a fluffy terrier. It was brown and black. Okay. Like a golden retriever I'm thinking of, like, specifically. But I don't know if that's, that's them or not. All right, so for episode 62, this has been Nate. Ashley. Haley. And Steph. Swift on. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Peace out, Bye. Swift Scouts. No, that's mine. No, Peace I took out, it. Peace out, Swift Scouts. No. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for Swiftcast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. Swiftcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.